Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, June 9th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick, and the man behind Scouting Ohio, Mark Porter. Ohio State's one-day camps kicked off yesterday. Of course, the Dean and Mark were there. Uh, we're going to get to some of the highlights. First of all, uh, Bill, just from a um, general perspective, if you're Mark Pantone, are you happy right now as far as the attendance yesterday and just the way, the way things went? Did it go as well as you could have hoped? Well, before I get to that, Dave, you said Mark Porter, the man behind ScoutingOhio.com. He is ScoutingOhio.com. The uh, CEO. Grand founder, Poobah. Uh, uh, yeah, Grand Poobah, exactly. So, uh, But uh, getting on to your question. Um, yeah, I think they're happy. Um, you, know, you always would like even more talent, but there were some outstanding football players there yesterday, and they – put out three new scholarship offers, two to cornerbacks and one to a running back. Um, not surprised about the cornerbacks, as, as Mark and I talked about early in camp. Um, uh, and it was on our thread. You know, it's a really good group. Of, it was a really good group of cornerbacks there yesterday at camp. And I had mentioned on the thread, it's going to be interesting to see the competition. We had Chris Henry, the elite wide receiver, uh, was there. And we had Quentin Simmons, another talented wide receiver. Uh, Jaden Ricketts, who blew away the 40 time, had a 4 4 8 40 time, was there. So it was going to be interesting to see the receivers against the cornerbacks. And it pretty much lived up to the billing. So, yeah, I think they're pretty happy. You know, again, they uh, uh, would always like to have more talent. You want to get as much talent on campus as you can, but it was a good group. Mark Dorian Brew from Northmont, the number one player in the state of Ohio in the 2025 class at corner. Um, what makes him the best player in the state of Ohio? Do you agree with that ranking? And where do you think the Buckeyes stand with Dorian Brew? Yeah, sometimes I catch a player on an off night, and sometimes I catch a player on a great night. And when I went to see Dorian Brew, he was playing the Springfield Wildcats. And if you remember the receivers from last year, Anthony Brown and Sean Thigpen, both were power five receivers. Uh, he put on the show that night. Uh, when those guys ran a post route, he was in their hip pocket running the route for him, and he would step in front of them at the last second and take the ball away. Uh, he put on a show for me 
a year ago or last fall that I was like, yeah, he's as good as I've seen. And he looked enormous in pads. So when I saw him at the Ohio State camp, I was interested to see, like, what's underneath all those pads? Has he grown? And he is physically imposing. He's one of the bigger corners out there. Um, he almost has on his way to linebacker look almost if he wanted to get in the weight room. Like, he's a really good-looking player. Uh, I loved when him and Chris Henry mixed it up. I mean, talk about a quality rep or two. Uh, those two going at it was, I mean, the defensive backs usually hold during these drills, but it was a mug fest. I mean, there's a lot of hand fighting, and it was, it, it was, it was intense and fun to watch. I, I guess I can appreciate competition at the absolute highest peak level, and at the Ohio State camp, I wouldn't expect anything less than reps of one-on-one -on -one with players like that going at it, but – I'm a big fan of Dorian Brew to answer your question. I think the number one ranking is not too strong. Uh, he's going to be a top five player, probably everybody's rankings. If there's something outside of that, then they'd have to explain it to me a little bit. So that, those are my feelings on him right now. Uh, Dave, I'm going to interject if I could real quick, a little story. Um, yesterday I had tweeted out about Dorian Brew, and Mark mentioned he went to the Springfield St. Um, Northmoth game and saw Dorian Brew. Uh, Springfield coach is, of course, Maurice Douglas, who is one of the great, great coaches in the state of Ohio. Uh, and I had tweeted out about Dorian Brew and uh, uh, being so good and started talking then with uh, Maurice Douglas from Springfield. And we were talking about, you know, Ohio has got some great cornerback talent. You got Bryce West and Maurice Douglas as Aaron Scott two elite cornerbacks from the 2024 class that will be making official visits to Ohio State and huge targets. You've got uh, Dorian Brew, who is tremendous. And then you've got Albert Hill from Akron Hoban, who got offered a scholarship yesterday by Ohio State, a 2026 corner. So there's some great cornerback talent elite in Ohio. Troy Nichols just chimed in and said, what about me? And, and Carson Hobbs headed to Notre Dame said, hey, what am I, chopped liver over here? So, yeah, yeah. When, when you talk about a great year of corners in Ohio, we'll be talking about this class. As other classes come along, will they ever reach this level? But there's four or five in the class of 2024 that are big time. Yeah, and Nichols awesome. has right an there. offer from the Buckeyes. That's great news. It's right there for Tim Walton. It's right here. You don't have to go all over the country, just right here in the, in the great Buckeye State, get these corners. We're and a lot of it's down there in your neck of the woods, Dave. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, these are like schools that I grew up playing against, like Northmont and like back in the day it was Springfield North and Springfield South. Now they're just Springfield. Um, so good for them. Chris Henry Jr., um, Bill, we'll go to you on this one first. Where do the Buckeyes stand with him, the number one player in the state of Ohio, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite in the 2026 class, uh, of course, the son of the late Bengals receiver. Uh, where do the Buckeyes stand, and do you believe that that ranking is accurate, that that will stand up? Oh, he's uh, yeah. I, I would go with that ranking. He is smooth. He is tall. Uh, just a really good wide receiver. Catches the ball. Route runs routes well. Um, and as far as where the Buckeye stands, I I have him crystal ball to Ohio State. So that that tells you where I think Ohio State stands with him. Um, yeah, he's going to do his his uh, evaluations and his homework and visit his schools and so on and so forth. And uh, the Withrow coach Callie. Uh, Jodes, he does a great job with those kids, and uh, um, but in the end, I you know, I, I really will be surprised if, if Henry is not a Buckeye. I mean, <laughs> how can you turn down Ohio State 
if you are a great wide receiver. It's not easy to do. And there's been some and, good – go ahead, Mark. Yeah. And, and I think for a kid like Chris Henry, yesterday was more about becoming friends with uh, Brian Hartline, becoming tighter. Um, you, you saw they did a special session a little bit before the camp started where Brian Hartline took him and a few receivers out there and went over some route running and some of the finer points. And then they were in each other's hip, uh, hip pocket all day. You know, I mean, like even throughout the drills, Brian was given a little extra coaching. So it wasn't a tryout for Chris Henry. It was a practice with Brian Hartline where he got to work with them. Uh, much like Will Smith went to all those camps last year and the defensive line coach, Larry, you got to keep working with them over and over and over. By the time Chris Henry ever gets to his first practice, he's going to have a ton of practices in with Brian Hartline, and their relationship gets better and better each time. They learn to understand each other, and Brian, uh, you know, set him up with some matchups. They were picking matchups there, and, and Dorian Brew and some of these other top corners were all over Chris Henry. I mean, they knew who he was, and they wanted a piece of him, and it was fun to see Brian kind of orchestrating, hey, here's how you're going to do this route. Here's what you need to do here. This time, try this. You know, like, that's, I think, for a kid like that, what's going on at the Ohio State camp. It's not, is this kid good enough to be a Buckeye? And, Bill, you mentioned this earlier. I'm going to get Mark's thoughts on this. It's a, right his neck of the woods. Not that Mark doesn't know every player in the state of Ohio like the back of his hand, but Elbert Hill, 2026 corner from Hoban, got his offer right after camp yesterday. Um, what stands out about him, Mark? Well, Bill and I were uh, malaising around at the beginning, <laughs> and the only thing that was going on was the broad jump. You know, that was like the only early testing thing they had going on. So we started watching the broad jump and he jumped and it, it was one of those flashes that catches your eye. Like that was different than the last hundred kids we watched jump. Like, and then next thing you know, he jumped again and coach Pantone got out the phone and he jumped again. And it's like, okay, that's a good sign. And if you follow, uh, do a little uh, backtracking on Hill, he was at the Michigan camp the day before and I thought it was one of the coolest things I've seen in a while, but he won defensive MVP at the uh, Michigan camp, and he came away with a free pair of Air Jordans from Michigan, which I haven't seen that trick used at a football camp yet, but if they're giving out Jordans at camp, not the kids weren't competing hard already, but there might be kids dying out there. I mean, I know what those things are going for online. Uh, so he won the defensive MVP at Michigan the day before, had the Michigan offer, and, and before the camp even started, he cemented himself on the Ohio State radar. Uh, what he did in one-on-ones throughout the rest of the day, he just backed up his athletic ability. Uh, being so young out of Hoban, uh, we're, we're going to be following him for a while. I mean, there was, there was a lot of noise about him this offseason, and the people who were making that noise are right. He, he's as good as advertised. I know it's early, but Bill, where do the Buckeyes stand with him? You know, it is early. Right now he's got four offers, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Mark talked about that. He's got Miami. He's got Pitt. Um, you know, he, he's going. he's got a lot of time. You know, I think Ohio State's absolutely going to be one of the schools under consideration. But, you know, I, I, I crystal balled Chris Henry to Ohio State early. Albert is not a kid that I'm ready to crystal ball to anybody right now. I think he'll, 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 he'll take, uh, take some time and do his due diligence. Another one right down the road for you, Tim Walton. Go get him. All right, Bill, 2025 corner. Another corner we're going to talk about. Mark Zachary from Indianapolis, 2025 corner, got his offer yesterday. Um, was that something you expected? What stands out about Mark Zachary? Well, he's about six foot, 160 pounds, really athletic, as you would imagine a, a cornerback with an Ohio State offer would be. A lot of offers. 
um, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, uh, Purdue, Tennessee, Texas A&M, USC, Penn State, so on. You know, that's kind of uh, uh, that's maybe half of his list of offers at this point. Uh, the good thing for Ohio State is that they've done so well uh, recruiting the state of Indiana lately. And <laughs> we joke about this on Bucknuts. If a kid says Ohio State is his dream school, he's not going to Ohio State. But uh, that may not be the case with Mark Zachary. He, you know, grew up. In fact, uh, he told me yesterday he has liked Ohio State since he was about five years old. Um, so Ohio State is certainly in a position to land him. Um, he's been to Ohio State before. He's going to come back maybe yet this summer for a game as well. And, and he's a kid that uh, – while I'm not ready to crystal ball to him to Ohio State, he's a kid that I could I could see eventually me crystal balling to Ohio State. Mark, I want to ask you about a tight end. You were a tight end in college, right, Mark? Yes, sir. I've got to ask you about the tight end. I've got to ask you about Landon Pace, the son of the great Orlando Pace. I read Bill's story. Bill said there were two standout tight ends there, and, and Landon Pace was absolutely one of those two. 2025 tight end. Um, how does he look? Have you heard – where the Buckeyes stand with him. I would think the Buckeyes have a pretty good chance with him. His brother's on the team, his dad, minor connections there. Um, what stands out about Landon Pace and where do the Buckeyes stand? Um, what stands out to me is his development from last year. Last year, quite honestly, he probably got an offer because his name was Landon Pace. He wasn't big enough yet. He you know, hadn't really grown a tight end yet. Yeah, he was, he was a young pup, but you could – if you had the leap of faith to know who his dad was and what was coming, you know, that, that it would be there. Well, confirmation this year, it's there. Uh, he reached out for a ball, and his length and his arm span is already enormous. It's one of those, like, wow, were those, like, stretching arms that just shot out of there? Like, he really, you could see where his body's headed. He's probably 6'3", 6'4", now. Uh, looks more like the tight end. I want to say last year he came off as, like, 6'1", or 6'2". Maybe that's why I said he wasn't a no-brainer at the time. Uh Runs well now, blocks well. Uh, he he was one of the leaders over there. It was pretty easy to see. And I, and I think there's more meat on the bone for him. Like, I don't think he's done growing. It's like he's almost like that puppy with the big paws where you see those big paws and you're like, you know what? I know what that dog's going to look like when it's done. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, that when, you, when Ohio State slid those chips to the middle last year, they knew that a little bit before I was willing to slide my chips in. But. He did a great job. Tight end from Indiana looked really great. Really muscular kid from Indiana. Uh, you know, two of the shot. rock shot. Shot, yeah. Shot was his name. Yeah, very, very good looking guys. They were the leaders in the group. But there were other tight ends from Dublin, Kaufman, and some Ohio tight ends that stood out. But I don't think the Ohio kids ran as well as Pace and Shot. Any by, by the way, Dave, uh, any relation to Marge Shot? No. <laughs> Dave, after you talk a lot about a high state offensive tackle this coming season. Well, the big O was there yesterday. Orlando was there yesterday. And, uh, you know, back when he played, you didn't get a fifth or sixth year of eligibility quite like today. So he's got some eligibility left, I think. And he looked like he could suit up right now and be your left tackle this season for the Buckeyes. He, the big O looks good. And in all my years of doing this, my two top Ohio guys – that I saw uh, in high school, Orlando Pace and Andy Katzenmoyer. He's he's awesome. I saw your picture. You had a really cool picture of, of Orlando, his son Landon, and James Laurinaitis. And James Laurinaitis is not a small guy. He's a big <laughs> guy. 
he looks like tiny compared to Orlando Pace. It, it just you guys knocked out the coverage yesterday. All right, let's go to Steve Hellwagon's backyard, Pataskala. I didn't know there was a I didn't know there was a, a good wide receiver recruit in Steve Hellwagon's backyard. Watkins Memorial, Jaden Rick Jaden Ricketts ran a 4.48 40, and he was the fastest one there, I believe, yesterday. Mark Porter, um, is this a guy that, that you expected to run that fast? And could you see him being a buckeye down the road? So uh this is why you know scouting Ohio shows up to stuff like this because He's off my radar. I mean, he's a young kid, and he's not at a school that I traditionally hit on every Friday, Saturday night. So when he blew by in the 40, that's the first thing I told Bill. Who in the – was that? Like, what What just <laughs> ran by? You know, like, what's his name? Is It, it, it said uh, Potassium. I was like, is that in Ohio? Like, how come I don't know about him? So, yeah, that, that happens to me all summer long at different camps. Not usually on the level of someone busting off a 4-4 that you don't know about, but – that's that's what's so great about summer camps is it's the great equalizer where you I've, I've tweeted this out. You could come out of a cave in your bare feet and show up at Ohio State camp. And if you run a four four, you're on the map. OK, so don't cry about your offense. Don't cry about your small town. Don't cry that the coach doesn't like you. Go to the camp and show up and ball out. And yeah, I mean, and as a young kid. Well, I guess guess what guess who I'll be watching on Friday nights next year. So that that's the pace he's put himself on. Dave, here's some numbers for you on Jaden Ricketts. Um, I, I had actually uh, written about him. I think it was in December and or January. I mentioned him in one of my items in my column. Um, he's six foot, 180 pounds. Like Mark said, he blew the forty time out yesterday. Uh, he's run a ten nine eight. 100 meters, and this is a fresh as a freshman in high school. 1098, 100 meters, a 22.46, 200 meters. He holds the school record at Watkins Memorial uh, in the 60 meters, 697, and he also holds the school record in the 200 meters. This kid can fly, is what I'm saying. Hey, good for that. Hey, I, I feel good for Pataskalo. They got a big time prospect there in Steve Hellwagon's backyard. And so he'd be a Will he be at Pickerington next year? <laughs> I was saying that about the Bell Fountain quarterback, and I said I better not. I better not uh, you know, say too much about uh, the the Bell Fountain. Yeah, he'll, he'll be at Springfield. This guy will be at Pickerington, and that's just the way Ohio is. I'm going to have everybody in in uh, Bell Fountain coming after me, and you're going to have everybody in Pataskala coming after you. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I'm so cynical, and I've seen it happen so many times. I almost like draw the conclusion right away. I'm sure there's Pickerington coaches that are watching this podcast and immediately the phones will be ringing when they're, when it's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could argue you're not doing your due dil diligence if you don't do that, but even though it's a little slimy, I mean, I don't know. It happens. So if you're not keeping up with the Joneses, you're not keeping up with the Joneses. Um, I'm going to get your guys' thoughts. I know he wasn't there yesterday, but Aaron Scott, everybody wants to know about Aaron Scott. Bill, we'll start with you. Number one player in the state of Ohio from Springfield, another corner, 2024 kid. Um, a lot of smoke about Michigan, but I know he likes Ohio State. I know the family loves Ohio State. He also is looking at Oregon and a couple others. Sounds like an Ohio State-Michigan battle to me. This is my opinion. What do you think will happen in the end? I agree. I think it is Ohio, an Ohio State-Michigan battle. And we're starting to get back to those old-school Ohio State-Michigan battles again for a lot of years there. Michigan really had no chance for a while at getting the top Ohio guys. Well, they, they've got a chance now. 
having said that, you know, he is going to visit Michigan, but he is also going to make an official visit to Ohio State. And I've got him crystal ball to Ohio State, and uh, I'm keeping my pick there. Mark, are you hearing anything? What, what do you think about Aaron Scott? I'll, do you think he is the best player in the state of Ohio? Do you agree with that ranking? And do, if you had to guess, do you think he'll be a Buckeye or a Wolverine? Yeah, the number one rankings uh, validated by me. There's there's no problem with that. And he is what I've said before. He's a dog. You know, he scr- scratches, fights, has the speed, has the size. Uh, he has it all. There, it's really we've talked about him so much. I can't find any way to knock him. And uh, every 12 hours, if you read something, the story is heating up or changing with Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, I. I haven't heard any inside rumors other than Ohio State. So if, if Michigan was going to pop up, I may have, you know, maybe heard a, a rumbling about it from someone. But, you know, sometimes I will get people who will be unguarded around me and just kind of tell me stuff. But no one's let that one slip. We'll get you guys out of here on this. I want your thoughts on this. It's very interesting. This is not – well, it, it kind of leads into recruiting. Um, the Big Ten had a very interesting announcement yesterday with the future schedules, the conference schedules for 2024-25. What I want to ask you guys about, Penn State's no longer a protected rival for Ohio State. And I had a source tell me, it doesn't really affect Ohio State. Like, you know, as long as it's a Michigan game, that's that's the biggest selling point for Ohio State in recruiting as far as the biggest game. But he said it could hurt Penn State. And here's, here's his point. If you're Penn State and you're trying to recruit a kid from Ohio, and they've done a good job over the years, Drew Aller being the most recent example of recruiting kids from Ohio, Curtis Enos, I and mean, we can go on and on. Um, one of the selling points is, especially if Ohio, if Ohio State wasn't in on you early or if Ohio State didn't offer you at all, one of the selling points is you get to play Ohio State every year and, and beat Ohio State, try and beat Ohio State. And Penn State looks at Ohio State as their number one rival. So that's now off the table some years. Bill, we'll start with you. Any impact on Penn State's recruiting, not playing Ohio State every year as far as getting Ohio kids, no impact at all? And just as a football fan, what do you think of Ohio State and Penn State not playing every year now? Well, I can see uh, the logic there that, you know, it, it could hurt Penn State's recruiting a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a big deal, but, you know, we don't know yet. It hasn't happened yet. They, they, you know, for now, they still play each other, protected rivals, all that. So I, my feeling is let's kind of wait and see what happens on that. Um, but, again, I, I, I can see the logic there. And if I'm Penn State, you know, there's good and bad. Well, you don't have to play it. At Ohio State every other year, I guess that's the good thing. Right. But the, the bad, as you mentioned, you don't get to play Ohio State every year. So, uh, and before, uh, I want to mention a couple couple other things real quick. Ian Moore, Ohio State's offensive line commitment, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Mark would agree with this, that kid is really, really good. Every time I see him, he is bigger and better. He's going to be a tackle. Ohio State fans sometimes wonder, why aren't we getting the tackles? Ian Moore is the real deal. He's going to be a great tackle for Ohio State. He and Mark Nave, another high state commitment, were, were good yesterday. But Ian Moore, he just looks great. Um, I also should mention a linebacker that was there yesterday from California, Madden Faramol. Mm-hmm. He's the real deal, too. I mean, he is a tremendous prospect, and, and uh, he's a guy that uh, – he had a good time at Ohio State yesterday, and his parents were with him, and they liked it. So definitely keep him on uh, the uh, radar, Ohio State fans. He's the number four 2025 linebacker in the country. Mark, we'll get you out of here. Same thing. Do you think this will have any impact on Penn State getting kids from Ohio in the future? Not right away, as Bill mentioned. And just as a football fan, what do you, it's going to be weird. 
Ohio State and Penn State not playing every year. Obviously, they're still going to play a lot, but now they're not going to play every year. The first year they're not going to play is 2025. That'll be the first year they haven't played since 1993, the first year Penn State – or 1992. First year Penn State joined was 1993. And that's actually Ohio State's longest-running streak of playing against any opponent because they didn't play Michigan, of course, in 2020. So any impact on recruiting, Mark, uh, from Penn State's perspective? And just as a football fan, what do you think of that? Yeah, like uh, Bill, I agree with your logic that, yeah, that's something kids think about. But I think uh, it's more of the cherry on top. Like, the, you know what? I do get to go home and whatever. Um, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State shouldn't have to recruit you with guys on your schedule. And with NIL at that level, I think those factors are much heavier. As a football fan, I can't stand the watering down of football schedules. It just drives me nuts that some teams have three or four warm-up games in September's uh, a scrimmage festival, and there's nothing exciting happening. Everyone who goes to the stadium knows who's going to win before the game starts. And when you start taking opponents like this off your schedule, if you don't replace them with someone to equal or better value, then, yeah, that's where I have a problem. And that's where I say, you know what, this isn't exactly what sports fans want to see. I know nobody – once that dreaded loss on their schedule, I mean, everyone acts like they lose a game, their season's over, so they try to schedule as many cakewalks as possible. But I don't care if you have a loss. I want to see a football game. I want to see a backyard brawl. I want to see a fight. I want to see bloody noses. Uh, I don't care that Ohio State lost to Michigan. I want to see great games and great rivalries. It was great when Ohio State beat them 60 times in a row. But I think next year, again, the game is way more interesting right now than it's been and that's just the sicko fan in me that, hey, I love seeing the high-level competition at camps. I love seeing the high-level competition on the football field. Quite frankly, I don't enjoy warm-ups at the beginning of the year that I know the score is going to be uh, – Vegas has it as a four-touchdown favorite. So, there's me. Great stuff, gentlemen. Really appreciate you guys joining me on a Friday. Uh, Mark Porter, Bill Curlick. Two of the best in the business. Appreciate you guys. Thanks to all the listeners out there. We appreciate you guys very much. If you like the show – Please subscribe. It helps us a lot. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Give us a like. Um, appreciate you guys very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.